What does the future hold? Examining biblical doctrines, history, and current events. It's Prophecy Time. Author and Pastor Alan Davis will help you have a better understanding of biblical prophecy. Using the whole counsel of the Word of God, Pastor Davis unapologetically promotes and defends the literal, personal return of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now with today's Prophecy Time message, here's Alan Davis. Yes, my name is Alan Davis, and I am thrilled to death that you are with us today. I am a minister and preacher of the simple gospel, which is the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. As in the context of his return at the Battle of Armageddon, man has fallen into the pit that he made. Talking about this in Psalm chapter 9, we're going to be picking up here in verse 1 and read three verses here at the first and then skip down to verse 15. But first, Psalm chapter 9, verses 1 through 3. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy wondrous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. When mine enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. And then here in Psalm chapter 9, we're going to skip down to verse 15. The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made. In the net which they hid is their own foot taken. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Higion, Selah, Pauls, think about that. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let not man prevail. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear. O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men, Selah, Pauls. Think about that. It's prophecy time. You are special to us. In appreciation of a gift of $20 or more, Alan and I would like to send you a book entitled The Bible Promise Book, which has 1,000 Bible promises that will be an encouragement to you. Please go to our website, which is bronxbbc.org. O-R-G, and scroll down to PayPal. Don't forget to leave your address. Be sure to keep your dial set at 570 every day at 2.30, Monday through Friday, for It's Prophecy Time. Exercise your God-given right to cast your vote for It's Prophecy Time. The It's Prophecy Time message today is entitled, 
the doom of the glory of kingdoms in Isaiah 13 and 14 in the context of the return of Jesus Christ, part three. An individual can learn Bible prophecy and understand it better. We have six levels in order for us to see future events more clearly. Level number one deals with the 70 sevens or the 70 weeks of Daniel in chapter 9. Then we have seven key phrases and seven key passages in our level number two. Level number three deals with six major Bible passages on Babylon, and we're studying at this time our first one in Isaiah 13 and 14 today. Then we go on to level four when we look at the descriptions of Babylon, which points to the USA in the Bible. Then we need to understand in level five that the Russian comes first, the United States deals treacherously second. And then level number six, the beginning, we need to understand all of these events surrounding the beginning, the middle, and the end of the tribulation period. I said there a moment ago about these six major texts on Babylon. The first one is what we are in the process of learning, Isaiah 13 and 14. Number two, Isaiah 47, the Lady of Kingdoms. Number three, the entire book of Habakkuk. Number four, Isaiah 17 and 18. Number five, two of the most powerful chapters in the entire Bible, Jeremiah 50 and 51. And sixthly, Revelation 15, 1 to Revelation chapter 20, verse 6. We do have, however, three minor Bible passages on Babylon, Isaiah 21, Zechariah chapter 5, and Psalm 137. Getting back to Isaiah 13, the Bible, the word of the living God, says this in verse 1, the burden of Babylon, which Isaiah, the son of Amos, did see. So this burden means utterance or chiefly a doom. So here we have the doom, and in Isaiah 13, it talks about Babylon being the glory of kingdoms destroyed in the context of the return of Jesus Christ. Over the last few days, we've looked at part number one, which dealt with the fiery, sweeping judgment of Babylon. And here we see in Isaiah 14, the king of Babylon, and we're going to be picking up here in verse 20, thou shalt not be joined with them in burial, because the Antichrist is cast alive into the lake of fire, because thou hast destroyed thy land and slain thy people, the seed the children of evildoers shall never be renowned. Prepare slaughter for his children for the iniquity of their fathers, that they do not rise nor possess the land nor fill the face of the world with cities. For I will rise up against them, saith the Lord of hosts, and cut off from Babylon the name and remnant and son and nephew, saith the Lord, and I will make it a possession for the bittern and 
pools of water, and I will sweep it with the besom of destruction or the broom of destruction, saith the Lord of hosts. In part number two, we saw the greatest earthquake in the history of mankind closely connected to the destruction of Babylon. For example, Isaiah 13, 13, Therefore will I shake the heavens, and the earth shall remove out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. Then our third major event connected to the destruction of Babylon is the destruction of all the cities in the entire world. Talking about Lucifer here in Isaiah chapter 14, the Bible says this, starting in verse 15, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed, here it is, the cities thereof that opened not the house of his prisoners. So we saw these three major events connected to the doom of Babylon or the doom of the glory of kingdoms. Number one, this fiery sweeping judgment by these mighty expert arrows, by the way. The greatest of all earthquakes as the earth is going to be shaking and rocking when all of these mighty expert arrows are shot at her on the last day of the tribulation period and the last hour of the last day of the tribulation period. Number three, the destruction of all the cities as the earth is going to be shaking and rocking and all these cities are going to be smashed all to pieces all around the world. And our fourth major event in the context of the doom of the glory of kingdoms in Isaiah 13 and 14 has to do with the coming of the great king, Jesus Christ, as he's going to be coming back in glory. This glorious coming of Jesus Christ. Now, my favorite passage in the Bible about the coming of Jesus Christ is found in Matthew chapter 24, starting with verse 29, saying this, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all of the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. So here we see that Jesus Christ comes back immediately after the tribulation of those days. Babylon is destroyed in the last vile judgment in Revelation chapter 16. Jesus Christ comes back immediately after that destruction. Jesus Christ comes at the Battle of Armageddon. Babylon is destroyed immediately prior to that coming. So we have the second coming of Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation, very closely connected to the destruction of Babylon. And that is exactly what we see in Isaiah chapters 13 and 14. The second coming of Jesus Christ 
and the destruction of Babylon very, very closely connected. Now, let's turn in our Bible to Isaiah chapter 13. This is our text, which clearly talks about the second coming of Jesus Christ. We're going to be picking up here in Isaiah 13, 6. How ye, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as a destruction from the Almighty. Therefore shall all hands be faint, and every man's heart shall melt, and they shall be afraid. Pangs and sorrows shall take hold of them. They shall be in pain as a woman that travaileth. They shall be amazed one at another. Their faces shall be as flames. Verse 9, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened and is going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. And I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. And I will make a man more precious or more rare than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir. Therefore will I shake the heavens, there's the earthquake, and the earth shall remove out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. Let's turn over to Hebrews chapter 3, our third text on Babylon. As we're going to be picking up here in verse 3, God came from Teman, and the Holy One from Mount Paran. Selah, pause, think about that. His glory, His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of His praise, and His brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of His hand, and there was the hiding of His power. Before Him went the pestilence, and burning coals went forth at His feet. He stood and measured the earth. He beheld and drove asunder the nations. And the everlasting mountains were scattered. There's the earthquake. And the perpetual hills did bow. His ways are everlasting. I saw the tents of Cushan in affliction, and the curtains of the land of Midian did tremble. Was the Lord displeased against the rivers? Was thine anger against the rivers? Was thy wrath against the sea? that thou didst ride upon thine horses and thy chariots of salvation. Thy bow was made quite naked, according to the oaths of the tribes. Even thy word, Selah, pause, think about that. Thou didst cleave the earth with rivers. The mountains, the mountains saw thee, and they trembled. There's the earthquake again. The overflowing of the water passed by. The deep uttered his voice and lifted up his hands on high. Verse 11. Habakkuk 3, verse 11. The sun and moon stood still in their habitation. At the light of thine arrows they went, and at the shining of thy glittering spear. Thou didst march through the land in indignation. Thou didst thresh the heathen in anger. Thou wentest forth for the salvation of thy people. Back in chapter 1, it's talking about the invasion of Babylon. This bitter and hasty nation. Even for salvation with thine anointed, thou woundest the head 
out of the house of the wicked, overcoming the Antichrist right there, the proud man, spoken about in chapter 2 of the book of Habakkuk, by discovering the foundation unto the neck. Now, our fourth passage on Babylon, which includes the second coming of Jesus Christ, is Isaiah 17 and 18. We're going to be picking up here in Isaiah chapter 17, verse 12. Woe to the multitude of many peoples, which make a noise like the noise of the seas, and to the rushing of the nations. Right there is the sixth vile judgment, the gathering to the battle of Armageddon, the rushing of the nations that make a rushing like the rushing of mighty waters. The nations shall rush like the rushing of many waters, but God shall rebuke them, and they shall flee afar off, and shall be chased as the chaff of the mountains before the wind, and like a rolling thing before the whirlwind. And behold, at eventide trouble, and before the morning, here's talking about Babylon here, before the morning he is not, just before the morning. This is the portion of them that spoil us, and the lot of them that rob us. That's talking about Revelation 11 and 12, right there. Our fifth passage on Babylon, maybe it's not as clear as other passages, is Jeremiah chapter 50 and 51, talking about, of course, the destruction of Babylon. And this is what it's talking about here in chapter 50, verse 28, my favorite passage in the Bible, John, Bible prophecy. The voice of them that flee and escape out of the land of Babylon. They're fleeing out of this land to declare in Zion they're going to Zion because that's where Jesus Christ is coming back to. The destruction of Babylon, the second coming of Jesus Christ, very closely connected. The vengeance of the Lord, our God, the vengeance of his temple. And then we're going to skip down here to Revelation chapter 19. The book of Revelation here, of course, And we're going to be picking up here in verse 11. We see in the connection, connected to very closely, the destruction of Babylon, the second coming of Jesus Christ. I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. Revelation 19, verse 11. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness doth he judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together into the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, 
and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, as we're moving towards slavery, we're not moving away from it. Both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast, the Antichrist, and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all fowls were filled with their flesh. So today, what did we see? We looked at, in the context of the destruction of Babylon, the second coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ comes in the context of the destruction of Babylon in this future context at the Battle of Armageddon. And so today, the Lord may be convicting you, convincing you of your sin. Maybe you see your need for the Lord to be delivered from all of these things that will come to pass. And if you do believe today that Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross, was buried, rose again from the dead, bow your head and pray something like this. Dear God, God is looking at your heart. I am a sinner, but I believe that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried, rose again from the dead. I accept you now as my personal Savior. Amen. Thanks for spending part of your day with It's Prophecy Time. In appreciation of a gift of $20 or more, my wife and I would like to send you the Bible Promise Book, which has 1,000 promises from the Bible. Please go to our website, bronxbbc.org, scroll down to the PayPal, and don't forget to leave your address so that we can send you this 173-page book. Thank you in advance for helping us with this radio broadcast. Sharing the love of Christ. It's prophecy time. Thank you for tuning in to It's Prophecy Time today. We are on Monday through Friday at 2.30 to 3. If you miss a program, we do have a podcast where you can get our messages anytime for your convenience. Go to Apple or Google Podcasts, then type in the search box, it's prophecy time. You are important to us. Don't miss a message. Reaching out to families throughout this area, it's prophecy time. When we hear a siren, it means that there's an emergency. Someone needs help. The next time that the silent siren goes off in our conscience, pray God will come to our rescue. From It's Prophecy Time. Did you miss one of our programs in the past? If so, go to Apple or Google Podcast and type in It's Prophecy Time. 
of course, it's prophecy time deals with Bible prophecy, which is future events written before their occurrence. Keep this thought tucked away in your mind and trust that God will pull it out and remind you when you need to hear it. God made you and he doesn't make mistakes. From It's Prophecy Time. Thank you for listening to It's Prophecy Time with Pastor Alan Davis. Generous listeners like you make the airing of this program possible. Contributions are greatly appreciated. Write to It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Here's the address again. It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Join us again for the next scheduled program of It's Prophecy Time.